Hello, and thank you for joining us here on The Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my trusty sidekick, my partner in crime. Really, the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's at Eric Dalala. Phil, nice to be with you. Kind of a difficult day because for a long time, Von Miller was the everything for this franchise. Nicely done, Eric. Thank you. I appreciate that. I was going to go with uh, on a day like this, I need my everything. <laughs> Both good. Yeah. Both yeah. good. Yeah. We are uh, coming to you live from Breckenridge Brewery's farmhouse. Uh, looking to make it a farm home in uh, Littleton off of Santa Fe and Brewery Lane. We are here every Monday from 6 to 7 p.m. That's 6 o'clock exactly mountain time. On the dot. Right on the dot until 7 o'clock mountain time uh, every Monday talking about all things Broncos. And we're also coming to you live on the Broncos YouTube page. And, uh, Eric, this show is all about NZ Nation. That's right. So please submit your questions, and we'll answer them right away, right on the air. And, Eric, I think there's probably going to be a lot of questions today. I think so. And our uh, new podcast supervisor, Roya Burton, is here to facilitate those questions. You might notice there's no strobing lights tonight. No. We said enough. Enough with the other guy, Roya Burton. Roya is now in charge. She is. We'll see how it goes. Roy uh, had a very nice weekend, I would say. It's true. On Saturday, celebrated a big Michigan State victory. And then on Sunday, celebrated the Broncos win. Can't get so better than that, that. That's a pretty good weekend, I would say, for Roya. Eric, though, uh, let's dive into our main topic here on this Monday. Of course, that is the Broncos uh, deciding to trade the franchise leader in sacks, Vaughn Miller, to the L.A. Rams. Yeah, I feel I think the immediate reaction, or my immediate reaction at least, was just kind of stunned silence, you know, because when I hear this news for the first time, you're thinking, wow, you hear conversations about how this could happen, you hear rumors, but you don't really think that they could trade Von Miller, Super Bowl 50 MVP, three-time first-team All-Pro, the face of the franchise for at least the last five years since Peyton Manning has left. And so you don't, you know, you hear it as a possibility, but you don't think it could ever really happen. And so that was my instant reaction was, wow, how is this possible? Well, without a doubt, this is the biggest decision that George Payton has made uh, so far in his tenure here in Denver. And I think that uh, the reason why I wasn't quite as shocked was just because this last offseason, uh, we knew that the Broncos had an option on his on his uh, contract, on his deal. They decided to pick that up. But at that time, it was really up in the air whether or not the Broncos were going to pick that option up and have him return here for a 10th season so at that time the reality of him maybe not playing for the broncos anymore i accepted it at that time but until until it really happens it's just hard to you know you had kind of had to see it to fully believe it i think yeah i mean no doubt that it is uh it's a tough it's a tough day i think for broncos fans emotionally i'll yeah. say that just because uh so invested in a player like vaughn he's the number two overall pick in 2011 john elway's first ever pick and then uh the way that he had delivered on that pick i mean that 2011 draft was loaded with so much talent the broncos were in a prime position there at number two they picked vaughn miller and he lived up to those expectations i think uh, uh eric because he uh, was the defensive rookie of the year. And then, of course, uh, the run that the Broncos made to win Super Bowl 50. I, I'm not going to say that it was all Von Miller, but a large part of it was Von Miller. Probably, in my opinion, definitely uh, the best two-game stretch from a defensive player I've ever seen in playoff history. Yeah, and you know, I think there's no doubt that 
or maybe in my mind at least that he's the best defensive player in Broncos history. You know, he, for what he accomplished in the postseason. Like you said, he a lot of expectations on Von Miller when he got to Denver. He lived up to all of them, I think, and had to overcome some adversity. I mean, 2013 was not an easy season. Uh, came back in 2014 at a pretty good year. But, uh, you know, it wasn't until that 2015 season, Phil, maybe late in 2014, where you think, hey, man, this is, this is a guy that's going to be here for a really, really long time. Obviously, they got the extension done after Super Bowl 50. He was the Vonster. I mean, part of it, Phil, is just how he played. So much energy, loved the fans, would throw the ball back and forth uh, into the crowd during warm-ups, uh, his sack dances. I mean, so so much more than just a great player. It was kind of how he did it. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, his personality is so unique. I think back to the very first time that I met Von Miller. I had just started working for the Broncos. It was after a game on the road, and uh, we were walking out to the buses, I'm pretty sure he was wearing a cowboy hat, and he looked at me, and he was like, howdy. And I was like, did Vaughn just say howdy to me? I was like, first of all, like, how does he even know who I am? I just started. And uh, he said howdy. But the thing that uh, I was like, what's going on with him? The thing about it, though, was it was authentic. It was it was who Vaughn was. The crazy hats, the crazy shoes, the, the flair that he had. That's all a big part of his personality. And even I was thinking about just even a couple of weeks ago, Eric, you and me were in the cafeteria at the facility. And he went, he yelled my name. He was like, Phil. And then he looked back down and like uh, pretended like he didn't do that. And I was like looking around like, who just called my name? And he was like, Phil. And then I looked around again and he went back down. And I was like, I know that's you, Vaughn. Because that's like the kind of person Vaughn was, you know, or is. He did not die. No. So, uh, and he did not retire. So, don't want to use the past tense here. But that's who Vaughn is. And I think that he'll always be a part of Broncos country. He'll always be a part of this community here. And uh, it, it'll just be really hard to see him in that Rams uniform. I saw a couple of photoshops already today. And I was like, I don't like this. Yeah, I mean, it'll be hard to see. And we'll have to see what happens after this year. Because, of course, his contract's expiring. Does he stay in L.A.? Does he go somewhere else? So it doesn't sound like he's anywhere close to being done playing. But, Phil, what I'll, I'll remember, in addition, I mean, first, there's there's just the great games that I got to see. The second ever game that I covered the team was against the Colts in 2016 where he strip-sacks Andrew Luck to seal the game. And you're like, wow, this guy. And I watched that from – I'd come down from the press box. I was watching that play from the field. And you're like, up close. It's from man. the cozy environment. Exactly. The I went down to the raw, down the raw the field environment. Yeah. And you saw it with your own two eyes. And I thought, wow, this guy is just on a different level. I mean, I don't think their right tackle touched him on that play. And there's been a ton of plays since then. You, you know, season opener against Seattle in 2018, he just absolutely dominated. He says they're going to go kick some ass in Arizona. Yes. they. He dominates that game. I mean, they, over the years, he's just had some really memorable performances. And then it's just a, a nice guy off the field, or at least in the facility, is the type of guy that'll say hello to you. You know, he always talks about the organization being, you know, John Elway down to to Alfredo, the former chef in the kitchen. I mean, that's just the type of guy that Vaughn was. Recognized everybody who played a role, and the press conferences felt just yeah. You never very, knew what he was going to say. He was either at peace or he was going to say he was going to kill an opposing tackle. Or, you know, this you know, season in particular, he had been uh, saying some very interesting things. He, w- in he the, would talk uh, about Kobe Bryant. He would talk about 
you know, his with great power comes great responsibility. Tim, Tim Tebow, yeah. you know, Champ Ailey, all the the legends that he would repeat. I mean, yeah. Vaughn Miller, just quite the yeah. player to cover. There's this is probably the biggest compliment. There's nobody quite like Vaughn Miller. Yeah, and even the way he played football, I think Eric. One of the things that made Vaughn unique was that he did things that other people just simply cannot do. The way he got off the ball and the way that he bent so low to the turf and got around the corner there, those are things that just no matter what, uh, you can't teach a person that. And I think that uh, those were things that Vaughn just did naturally. And it's not often that your favorite team, if it's the Broncos, has a player who's just special in that way. Do you know what I mean? Like, There's a lot of really talented players out there, but Vaughn was like a special guy where at his peak, at his prime, he could do things that nobody else could do. Yeah, I mean, he was never one defensive player of the year, which is maybe the one regret that he, he had. Was one vote short uh, when Khalil Mack. In 2016. Yeah. But, I mean, you watch Vaughn, and you just knew this is the best player, defensive player in the league, or the yeah. best player at his position. You know, like, and there were, over the last few years, I think I appreciated it more, where you're watching a Hall of Famer, and you, yeah. you know that you're... Like, right now, there's some guys that are young in their careers with the Broncos. Who knows what will happen with some of these guys. But with Vaughn, he'd done enough and continued to do to play at that level that you knew this guy is going to get a gold jacket at some point. And it's a guy that we've spent many years around. So whenever, Phil, if we're, if we're still here at the Breckenridge Brewery Farmhouse in Littleton, if we take a break and go to Canton for Vaughn Miller's Hall of Fame induction, his enshrinement, that'll be a cool moment. Whenever that happens, I'm sure that Vaughn would be happy to come out to the brewery and sit down for an episode, I think. I, w- I hope so. I really do. I think so because that's the kind of guy he is. And you know, and we haven't even talked about the impact he made in the community here with Vaughn's of vision. Course. I mean, helped so many kids get glasses. Uh, I would say he made wearing glasses cool. He gave you those. Exactly. No, but I wish he that probably he, would like that your glasses. Cool. Vaughn was always a complimentary of uh, he was, my style. He, a few weeks ago, Vaughn has these Yeezy slippers, not a sandals. Sponsor. Not a sponsor. Not, no, 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 no. I wish. Very nice sandals, though. <laughs> I, would you call them sandals? They look like kind of like... Um, Crocs. A, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. I was going to say another type of... Uh, <laughs> rubber shoe. Rubbery type of sandal. With holes in it, like little maybe, trinkets. Uh, people in the medical field maybe wear often. And maybe if you're like a big alligator person, you yeah, wear them. you would wear those. But Vaughn has alligator these shoes. different than a croc, though. I was trying not Crocodile. to say the... I was trying not to give him more punk. Vaughn has these shoes that are, they retail for a lot of money. And yeah. Vaughn, you know, I'm not sure a lot of people could pull them off, but Vaughn pulls them off. Yeah. And I said, Vaughn, do you think Phil could wear those? He was like, heck yeah. <laughs> Go nicely That's with a sweater vest. That would be a nice, uh, you and I, uh, obviously, uh, aficionados of the sweater. Yes. You know, sometimes it's a V-neck, sometimes it's a quarter zip, you know, it just uh, depends on the, the vibe. Yeah. Phil, was it the right move then? Okay, so you want to get into the football yeah, part of it now. Phil, we talked a little bit about the you're emotional the, you're side the emotional of it. guy. I'm yeah, the logical guy. Side. I'm the stats okay, guy. Okay, I have a lot of you had your on this. you had your turn, and we're, we are getting some questions here, so we'll get those oh, okay. uh, in just a second here. But the football part of this decision, I'll say this: when you talk about this Broncos team and, and the core of this team, most of the core I would say are in there. Somewhere in, in between their third and sixth year Who's in the, the NFL. Who's the core? Tell the people who the core I would say all the way from like uh, Justin Simmons. Okay, Justin Simmons, on, on core the high guy. end. Okay. I would say. And He's Simmons is right guy. in his sixth year. Yep. 
And then on the lower end, I would say like Jerry Judy. Okay. Somewhere in between there, those are the core guys. guys. Give me some more. Portland Sutton, Sutton. I would say. Bradley Chubb, I I would say right now is a a core player. Um, Tim Tim Patrick maybe is, you know, could be in that mix I don't know if he's a core player. He's been a very dependable player so far. I would think that the Broncos would like to make him a part of the future. I would say the core players, Justin Simmons, Cortland Sutton, Bradley Chubb, Jerry Judy, Pat Sertan. Sertan, of course, yeah. Those are the 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 core guys. guys. Okay, fine. Yes. But I would say uh, other than Sertan and Javante, uh, not really relying on a ton of rookies right now. I guess Barron played uh, quite a bit. Jonathan Cooper played. But I would say the the core, anyway, is in that range. Okay, I would say in that mix there. Vaughn is the outsider in that range. I mean, yeah. he's uh, he's the veteran, the older guy. Him and, like, Kareem Jackson are, like, those two that were, like, outside of that range. And so when you're talking about when is this team going to be making a serious push here uh, in the future, I think a lot of people maybe thought that, that they could have pushed for the playoffs this year. They still can. Still definitely can get into that mix. But when you're talking about actually contending, I'm not sure if Vaughn was ever really a part of that core situation where he's going to be in that mix for when the Broncos are back contending. So so th- that was one thing. I think on the flip side of that, pass rushers can have this sort of second life in the NFL where uh, maybe if they're starting to lose a step, I'm not saying Yvonne is, but I'm saying just in general, a pass rusher, they can have this second life like a DeMarcus Ware where you come in, you primarily play passing downs, third downs, and you can come in and have a big impact on a team. You could be that veteran, that leader. You can get the sacks and still have a, a, a big role on a contending team. And so I think the Rams probably feel like he could uh, definitely do that and maybe still can be an every-down guy here for your, the foreseeable future. But they think maybe long-term Vaughn can have that career. And for the Broncos, you think, okay, can we get some some assets in return here and start planning for the future? The Rams give the second and a third. You feel good about that package. So it, it made sense for both sides for me. Yeah, let's, it's an emotional thing. Let's talk about the facts. Yeah. Which you did. You're getting a second and a third, probably a low second and a low third because the Rams are good. You would have gotten a fifth-round conditional pick maybe. Maybe, if Vaughn left in free agency next year. Yeah. And you buy out some of the contract uh, reportedly, so essentially paying for a couple of these picks, which we've seen teams do from time to time. Maybe, maybe you're getting the third in exchange and you're paying for the second. Exactly, something like that. That, to me, is good value for a guy that could walk away after the season. Yeah. The other things that stand out to me, first off, is that when I would be, can't go back, but say this team beat the Raiders or beat Cleveland and you're sitting at five and three or instead of four and four I'd be interested to know what the kind of the range was for making this decision because it is interesting that it came after a win but I think you have to when you look at this team you mentioned the playoffs are not out of the question you can still read the AFC is really muddy I think nine wins could get you in you so you're still in that range but this probably doesn't look like a, a team that's going to go win a Super Bowl that's what I mean unless yeah. a lot of things just all of all a sudden break the right way so i think if you're george payton kudos to you for being honest enough because i think it's easy as a general manager as a coach to to kind of to hope hope. to kind of trick yourself into what you want to think what you want to feel hope is not a strategy 
Hope is not a strategy. I and like so I that. like that George Payton can look at that game yesterday, see a win, but realize we need to still make some improvements to get to where we want to go and be okay with this trade. And the last thing that I'll say on that, Phil, is that this team, and we've talked about this, they've kind of held on to Super Bowl 50. Yes. They wanted to, we've you know, you want to get back with Von Miller. He's still the guy he can be. He can get back to that old uh, form. You know, you can win with defense. And not to say that they won't still try to win with defense this year, but I think there's something, even there's something, since 2016, there hasn't been a true it, restart. Yes, it feels like this is the official turning is, of the page. This is the, this is the in some ways, the actual start of the George Payton era where you are changing gears. This is a big move. You're, you're, you're turning to this young core of players. Um, but to me, Phil, it's the right move. Not the easy move, but the right when, one. When you're a general manager, you have to make very tough decisions. Okay, And I think that ultimately, no matter what you think, George Payton's job is to make moves that help this franchise win football games. Yeah. And you have to remove the emotional side of it out. You have, that can't be a part of the equation. And I think that, like you mentioned, you don't know if Vaughn is going to be back next year. He's on an expiring contract right now. And so the Rams are obviously in a position where they don't care that he's on an expiring deal. They're going all in for the Super Bowl this year. So they're willing to risk that and say, We're, we'll give up a second and a third, and it might just be for uh, seven games here. Well, in, the, in their mind, they think we've got, an off- games. we've got an offense that can play from get you a lead, so that helps yeah. Von Miller. We've got Aaron Donald, so that helps Von Miller. We've got Jalen Ramsey, so that helps. I mean, they've got the pieces in place. Yeah. Vaughn and might be the third best player on their defense. Yeah. And so when you can add a guy of that caliber and say, hey, he's the third best yeah. player, yes. that's that's so really good for them. They're but, obviously going for it, okay? Yes. And so they're willing to part ways with a second and a third. Yeah. Now, from the Broncos' perspective, we we now have some options, I think, uh, uh, if you're talking about from the Broncos' perspective here. George Payton has repeatedly said that you build the core, the foundation of the team through the draft. Yep. So this gives the Broncos two starters, you would think, eventually, when you're talking about day two picks. Those guys should be starters. Okay? Or, or or now they have some assets to make some moves. Some whether moves. that's moving up in the draft uh, to go get a guy, or maybe that's in free agency, or uh, not free agency, but trade, trade. in the offseason. Now the Broncos are, have acquired a lot of assets here and if by you, making this move. And if you use the picks, I mean, you've got a lot of guys on expiring contracts. And so you might just need to use the picks to get good players. And, you know, NFL teams tend to win when you've got a lot of guys on rookie deals. That's like Yes, the, that's it, the way to win, especially it, if it's a quarterback. Yes. And so, you know, this quarterback class, from what we've hear, heard so far, not quite as strong. There's going to be one there's of those some guys. Some guys who always be, come up and you say, and this guy's much better than we thought. Well, we didn't know about this guy. You know, yeah. and even if smaller they're not, school guy. Even if they're not drafted highly, it's still possible that they yes. turn out to be a good player. Like you mentioned, can trade for those, those pieces if you want to. But I think from another standpoint, you know, how does this have an impact on, you know, week eight in Dallas, week nine against the Eagles? Vaughn had half a sack over the yes. last four games. Vaughn, has, when he hasn't been able to play with a lead, it's not as effective. Um, and so I think you look at guys like Malik Reed, who's played well. 
you look at this defense that played well against Washington and held its own. You want to get more reps for Jonathan Cooper. Steven Weatherly had a sack, who you just traded for. I think you probably – and Bradley Chubb is coming back. Yes. We think right. maybe maybe Philadelphia, maybe the Chargers, somewhere in that range. That's going to be an asset. I think it clears up the future because yeah. we talked about before, do you re-sign Von Miller or Bradley Chubb because you're yeah. probably not doing both. Now if Bradley plays well, you've got a clear direction there. Um, so lots of things in that area, but I, I think it makes sense for this year's team as well because I, and in the long run, Phil, we talked about this as we were leaving UCL Training Center. Vaughn's been a great pass rusher. He's been one of the best players in the league for a long time, and it hasn't mattered because you need a quarterback and you need an offense. And so if this helps the Broncos eventually get there, it's worth kind of the, the difficulty that this day brings. Yeah, exactly. And I think that we just answered a couple of questions here. You know, uh, John Prasad uh, says, how much faith does George Payne have in Bradley Chubb? I think that uh, this is saying we're hoping Bradley Chubb comes back and, and is able to play uh, at a pretty high level. Uh, Mark asked, uh, can we forecast who we think the Broncos will take with their new second and third picks? I think that uh, we kind of addressed that. Not sure like what positions or anything like that yet, but uh, definitely gives the Broncos some options here. But, Eric, to your point there, um, I don't, don't want to dog on Vaughn a little no. bit here, but what I, what I will say is when players start to get toward uh, their 10th season, say, or like above that, when they're getting a little bit older, what often happens with these guys is in the offseason, they feel great. They feel energized. They're ready to go, and they're excited about the season. They feel like they can still play at a really high level. The first couple of games of the season, they play at that high level because they're feeling good. But what ends up happening often is toward the middle of the season, something happens, and that injury, instead of bouncing back from it as fast as they used to, maybe it takes an extra week or two. Maybe it lingers a little bit longer, and they lose a step, and they're not quite as explosive. They're not quite as powerful. And come toward the end of the season, it's really hard to just get through. You know, like I think back to DeMarcus Ware, yep. that Super Bowl season, there were times where he could barely get out of bed and make it to the facility, you know, and he had to miss a large part of the season just to be ready for the playoffs, and the Broncos were lucky that year to have enough talent where, hey, Peyton doesn't need to play all these games. Let's save him for the postseason. DeMarcus doesn't need to play all these games. Let's save him for the postseason. I, I think that maybe Vaughn is starting to head into that category where when an injury happens, it takes a little bit longer to come back, and maybe he's not quite the same player. And then to your second point there about a pass rusher, I think that you have to have a pass rusher to win it all. You have to be able to generate a pass rush. But just having a pass rush doesn't equal wins. And I think that we've seen that where the Broncos have had pretty good defenses the last couple of years here. But unless you have that guy who has a ball in his hand every play in the quarterback, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good you are on defense. You've got to be able to score points in this league. And, of course, the Broncos won the Super Bowl by defense. But that offense was good enough to get the job done. I mean, they did enough to win games, and the threat of Peyton Manning alone was enough to keep defenses honest that year. I think that the Broncos ultimately just need to have an answer at quarterback. And one of the things I look to is like the Green Bay Packers. 
last Thursday. They're going on the road. They're play, facing an undefeated Arizona team. They're down their two best wide receivers. And guess what? It just doesn't matter because Aaron Rodgers is there, and he's making things happen, and he wins games. And when you have a guy like that, you're going to be in every single game, and you're going to win a lot of games you shouldn't have won. It cleans up a lot of other problems. And, yeah, if you want to win it all, you need that pass rush. You need a Von Miller. But having just a Von Miller isn't good enough. Yeah. That's hard to swallow. Yeah, well, but I, I think that as difficult as this day is, if you're someone who, and we felt this way at times too, Phil, if you're someone that isn't happy with the way the last six years have gone, if you're not happy with kind of this this rut that it seems like they're stuck in, this playing the same way year after year, not being able to get enough points on offense, not being able to avoid losing streaks, well, you need to try something radically different. You know, it can't, it can't just be different. It has to be very different. And to me, this shows... George Payton is not afraid of making the big move yeah. that it takes to get out of this rut. And if, you know, say you take this second and third round pick and next year you package it to go get a quarterback and that guy, you know, gets you out of this, well, then this move looks genius. genius. But either way, I think it's the right move because you're taking the chance that you need to take to get out of this. Because clearly, you know, Vaughn's a great player. Vaughn could have gotten to 10 sacks this season if healthy, could still make a Pro Bowl because, you know, he's got that name value. But I don't know if keeping Vaughn for the rest of this season long-term gets you out of this kind of cycle that you've been in. Whereas trading Vaughn and getting picks, it not only helps you, but to me it shows a commitment of, hey, we're willing to make tough decisions. We're willing to try something different. And that shows to me this offseason, nothing's off the table that George Payton is going to go find a way to improve this football team. And so that should encourage you if you're a Broncos fan, in my mind. But also, like, I think take some of that sadness of Vaughn leaving and realize they're trying to get this thing fixed and this is tough decisions are part of that yeah you you got to make hard decisions and no doubt that this was a, a, a really difficult decision I mean saying goodbye to Vaughn I know that his teammates they responded on social media like whoa you know I can't believe that Vaughn's uh, not going to be around here anymore and uh, Eric you and I talked to John Elway here uh, on our way out of the building today and he said, you know, when a decision like this is made, it's not just one person making this decision. The whole organization gets behind that. We heard Vic Fangio say earlier today that he trusts George Payton. He's all behind whatever George Payton uh, feels like is the best thing for this football team. Uh, my question to you, Eric, though, is what what do you say to the guys who are on this year's football team? They're 4-4. Four and four. While they've beaten four teams that aren't in the upper echelon uh, by any stretch in the NFL. They're still 4-4. Four and four. And uh, winning games is hard in this league. And, you know, what do you say to them for the rest of the season here? Like, uh, does this feel like a, a white flag to you? Or does it feel like, hey, this was a move we needed to make. But, you know what, some other younger guys are playing well enough where we think we can still get by this year. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're a coach, you say, look at what you guys did last week without Vaughn Miller. You say, look at some of the plays that Malik Reed's made. Look at some of the plays that Draymond Jones has made. Look at some of the plays that Jonathan Cooper has been close to making. And so if you're a coach, you kind of say, hey, you show them their own footage. You say, this is what you can do. We can be a good football team without Vaughn. We made some things happen in 2020 defensively. We were the number one red zone defense without Vaughn. And so I think that's part of it. And then I think a lot of it has to be player-driven, Phil. Yeah. Because I think 
if you're Who steps up and s- I think if you're Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. I think if you're Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, and I mean any of those guys, Cortland Sutton, the rest of the captains that are left, they need to say, listen, the outside world thinks we're waving the white flag. That without Vaughn, we got no chance. I mean, the line for the Dallas game moved three or four points today. Part of that is because Dak is supposed to play again, but it jumped again after the Vaughn news. There's a lot of people that just say, hey, oh, the Broncos are mailing it in for 2021. If you're a player who's either playing for a contract or you're a young player looking to prove you can be a starter in this league, a contributor in this league, or if you're you know anybody else that has something to prove, which everybody does in some way or another, you've got to take that personally and say, hey, Vaughn's a great player. He was a great friend, good teammate. But we can still play some football. We can still win some games. you got to take that personally, Phil, I think, because if you just – listen to the outside noise that you're you're waving the white flag on the season you are going to lose games but if you have the attitude of hey we've won without Vaughn before we can continue to win without Vaughn you'll be okay uh it'll be interesting to me Eric because one thing we heard from Vaughn last week was he was like I've won in this league and there were some of these other guys haven't won and uh so they need to hear it from me I I would say now that guy on defense who's the major voice has to be Justin Simmons. I mean, Bradley Chubb is injured. Maybe when he gets back in the mix, he can be that guy. But right now, on the field and in that locker room, it's Justin Simmons on the defensive side of the ball. Well, and you need guys that, I want to phrase this delicately, but Justin Simmons and Bradley Chubb, Chubb in particular, the, the effort has always really impressed me. Yeah. And I think that that can be, you know, you're young. There's a lot of guys on this team that are, you know, like you mentioned before, season six or lower there's a lot of young guys that they want to taste success in the nfl rely on that and i think kind of like when chris harris and emmanuel sanders left there was an area for maybe some of those younger guys to step up and kind of change the tone of the locker room yeah the same can be true with von miller leaving because for you know von miller's great great teammate great leader but certainly i'm sure everyone defers to von miller and so now it's kind of like okay well you just signed justin simmons to a huge deal You've got to talk about signing Bradley Chubb and Cortland Sutton to deal. So you, those are the guys you want, I think, at this point to be the leaders of your locker room. Yeah, This is their chance to really do that and show what they're made of. And the rest of the season is not going to be easy. I mean, with or without Vaughn Miller, going to Dallas is a tremendously difficult task. So I don't think if, if you lose this weekend that you can go and say, well, this shows that the, the season's yeah. over. This is going to be a battle right to the end. I mean, you could be like, yeah. you could be 7-7. Seven and seven. Yep. You could be in need of a, a win on the final day of the season to get in the playoffs. Like, this is going to take some time. They just got to yep. battle and stay in it. And I hope that, you know, having some of these young guys can help that. Yeah, maybe some uh, youthful energy. Uh, I don't want to say, like, ignorance, but just sort of like uh, – this doesn't matter. We're just going to go out there and play football and try and win the games, you know, and, like, not think about it too much, uh, whereas maybe some veterans will be reading into things a little bit too much. I'll say, uh, you know, like, uh, I remember when Drew Locke, like, started playing really well as a rookie, like, Bond put that $100 bill on his locker, or, like, uh, pregame the music that's blasting in the locker room. It's coming from Vaughn. Uh, Vaughn has a Halloween party every year where he gets all the guys together. You know, I just wonder who's going to take that role of well, and it, and of it doesn't that sort of leadership. It doesn't have to be the same. No, you know, if you're if you're Justin Simmons, don't don't try to be Von Miller. That's you not who be you are. But I think there's something too. After five years of not getting this right, 
just trying it a different way. Yeah. And so definitely. if that's going for a quarterback after the season, if that's trying a different style of leadership in season, if that's, you know, relying on younger guys, I mean yeah. if I were George Payton, I would be taking this entire year as kind of a, a state of the franchise. What's working, what's not working. Yeah. Um, you know, is this coaching are you moving ahead with this coaching staff? Are you moving ahead with this quarterback, with this defense, which guys are you resigning? I mean, all of these things he obviously made some decisions this offseason, but yeah. With the exception of the Justin Simmons deal, none of them are like long term. Yeah. And so a lot of it is just you're giving yourself a chance to feel things out. You're building for the future. Yeah. This is, uh, I will say, because you're trading Vaughn away, we don't know what's going to happen later tonight or tomorrow in terms of other trades. Vic Fangio said on the radio that that was, that was possible. But Yeah, Michael uh, Despacuio. Despacuio. How would you? Michael De Pasquale, I think. But two L's is a ye, mm. I think. I don't know. He just wants. To, he says, uh, "You think there'll be any more trades?" Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think yeah. Kyle Fuller's a guy who's not played a lot. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Bryce Callahan being hurt could impact that. Maybe. I mean, Nate Harrison yeah. went went in after Bryce Callahan got hurt, so Fuller wasn't even on the field then. Yeah. So I'll have to see. But it'll just be what I'm looking for is. With more trades, I think, Phil, you send the message that, yeah, we are yeah. really punting to next year. Yeah. We're tearing this thing down to the studs. We're going to rebuild from the beginning. And I know that's frustrating. just Vaughn, I know that's, that's frustrating because you've tried like five times over the last five years. But really, in my mind, there's only been one true attempt at a rebuild, which was 2018, you got Chubb and you got Sutton. And then 2019, you got Drew. And that was like the first crack at it. Crack at a fresh start. Which was the right thing to do to get a quarterback. It but even that year, it was Flacco to start. Well, but a veteran. Because uh, one of the things I was going to say was with Vaughn there on the defensive side, there was this general feeling of we got a pretty good defense. Let's just get a, a quarterback to come in. And if we get that going, then with the defense, we'll be able to win some right. games. That's like that's the thinking thinking from the uh, front office there and it was just a revolving door it was Trevor Simeon, it was Case Keenum it was Joe Flacco, it was Drew Locke you know, and I think now without Vaughn on that side, there isn't that pressure to be like, we need to try and do something right now to win while Vaughn's here. I mean, it was it was always sort of like a half-hearted rebuild. You're like, we got yeah. part of it in place if we can just slap some... Let's you get know, Case Keenum in here it's and not see a whole. You're not building the whole house you're like, yeah. let's redo a bathroom and see if that works, and so no, sometimes I mean, a bathroom really increases the value. And I mean, Drew was—they swung at it with Drew because he, yeah. you know, played those final five games. He got all last year. Like that was that was an attempt, and it didn't work out. And whenever you don't hit on a quarterback, it always sets you back. But they might, you know, they might have to go back to the the basics of being a, you know, a team. I don't know. You want to go all the way to being the Jaguars or the Jets? No. But, but like the Bears, where they they've got some decent right. players in peace. Or, decent pieces in place there you go and when you get a quarterback you know it works yeah Uh, or mac mac jones in new england for example like that to me is the type of team that denver can look at and say wow new england had a decent team in place they got a quarterback in the middle of the first round and now they're right in the playoff hunt yeah and new england's like a a, young quarterback right and you know they're four and four too but they've got some impressive wins they just went out and beat the chargers they played Dallas tight. They played Tampa tight. So that that's the kind of team I think you can look at and say, well, maybe that can be us. But but this year, I think as long as it's just Von Miller, Phil, I think you can still sell 
that they're they're going after trying this year, trying to get to the playoffs. Maybe not. Maybe you're acknowledging we're not a Super Bowl contender, but you yeah. might still say, "Hey, we can get to the playoffs. We ha- we can get that valuable experience and see what happens. Maybe you win a game or two." Yeah, of course. I mean, there's still nine games to go. Nine, yeah, seventeen, yeah. So there's still a long ways to go. We'll see what happens here uh, with the rest of the the team here before the trade deadline. See what happens uh, going up forward here. I think as long as they save around 500, they're going to be in the mix. Yeah, you know, no and, doubt. You know, you don't have to be the the Jags, but like even the Broncos a few years ago had the fifth overall pick. You know, so when you're in that area, you have an opportunity to get a really a, a franchise changing quarterback. Yeah, or in the middle. Well, and and I'll say this, and I've said this before: George Payton could be incredible at trades. George Payton could be incredible at drafting running backs or corners. If George Payton can't find a quarterback, it's not going to work. And if he can find a quarterback, quarterback. it's going to work really well. And so, at at some point, he's going to swing on that guy. Yep. Which this year, I think he took a, a safe chance at it. We're saying we're going to get an, a little bit of an upgrade in Teddy, which he has been an upgrade. And I would say your first year, you don't want to rock the boat really crazily. And he didn't know what he had in Drew Locke, too. So you want to see what you had there. Give Drew a fair shake at it. You know, so I think I think he handled that about as... Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm not I'm not criticizing there. I just yeah. think that whether it's next year, and I, it probably will be next year, I think, in some yeah. form or another... They're going to go after somebody, whether it's a, a rookie quarterback, somebody through a trade. I mean, unless Teddy lights it on fire the last yeah. um, nine games here, I have a hard time believing that you're just going to come in with no competition. Yeah. And so George has some pieces to play with now. We know he likes draft picks. Yeah. They've got five in the top 100 now, so let, let's see what happens. Yeah, he's got a lot to play with here. Uh, one question I thought would be fun to get uh, get to here is from Mark. What What's your favorite Vaughn moment? Any uh, personal favorites? Mm. Well, I mean, obviously, the outside of Super Bowl 50, because that doesn't really count. But the, um, it's a good question. I mean, I think uh, one was that week ahead of Arizona where he came out to the media, like the box there where we do media. Yeah. And he just fun. Fun comes out to podium sessions in different moods. Sometimes yes. he's a little grumpy. Sometimes he's like silly. Sometimes yep. he's just like kind of disinterested or bored or whatever. Sometimes he's just normal. This one, he came out and he just like had a, like an attitude. He had had enough. And he, yeah, he was tired of it. Came out and was just like, we're going to go kick their ass. Yeah. You can tell him like, write and that. Tweet that out. Yeah. And then he did it. Yeah. And when you, and then as a reporter, what, does that catch you off guard or what is that? I was as like. As an R, I'm sorry. That means retweets. That means retweets. Yeah. That's the way your brain thinks. Yeah. Huh? Like, what's going to get retweets here? Got it. You like that. I do. Yeah. I would say, you know, one game that often gets overlooked with Vaughn is from that 2013 season. His first game back was Sunday Night Football against the Patriots. The Broncos lose that game in overtime. But... He probably played one of the best halves of football I've ever seen a football player play. Play. Played football player play. Wordsmith. Very nice. I got a big catalog. Uh, but, yeah, he, he like, scooped up a fumble and returned it for a touchdown. He had sacks. I mean, he was all over the place. He sort of seemed to save his best. For the big moments. For Tom Brady. That's true. 
I mean, that AFC Championship in 2015, that was a special game, too, where, you know, I think one of the things, when you're in the AFC Championship game, part of you is like, I just really want to make it to the big show, you know? You get to go down to the Super Bowl for a week, and, you you know, your organization is on uh, worldwide display there. You just want to get a taste of that and make it to that moment. So in a lot of ways, that AFC Championship feels like even more intense than the actual Super Bowl does. And you're playing in front of a full stadium uh, that's cheering for one team, you know. Where at the Super Bowl, it's, you know, it's usually mixed. So the the energy of that game and the way he just came out and just like, I've never seen somebody play like that. That's got to be my favorite moment. And then personally, my favorite moment with him was 2016. We... The Broncos have joint practices with uh, the 49ers. 17, I think. Was it 17? I think so. Sorry, one year had been removed. Yeah. Uh, 17. We go, and we're out in uh, Santa Clara for the week. My brain started thinking, Eric. I was like, you know, this is where the Broncos won Super Bowl 50. I wonder if Vaughn would be interested in, like, walking through the field and, like, doing something. I asked him, and he said yes. And we just walked through, and he, like, relived some of uh, his favorite moments. Uh, He told me, and I think that this was the first time it came out, that uh, when he defended that long pass down the sideline, he jumped up to celebrate and actually hurt his knee. Mm. And he said that uh, if that was a normal game, he probably would have come out of the game. It's a Super Bowl, Eric. Yeah. So he didn't come out of the game. Obviously, he goes on to win Super Bowl 50 uh, MVP. And then the next morning... uh, after a night of partying, okay, a night of just this you is don't you. go to sleep. I don't go to sleep. Vaughn doesn't go to sleep. Everybody's just celebrating. But the MVP the next morning has to get onto a bus and go do a press conference with the commissioner. Being the R that I am, I'm like, I got to be on that bus and I got to go. Yeah, I got to be there. I got to be there for that. And so I get onto the bus and I'm feeling like kind of groggy, okay? I'm a little tired. Vaughn is completely passed out. He's already on there, where which was a good move because I was worried if he was even going to show up yeah, on the bus. he slept on that bus. He slept there. His mom was on the bus, and we ride that thing into downtown San Francisco, so like an hour away from Santa Clara. He does a press conference. He signs a bunch of stuff, and, and then uh, we drive back down to Santa Clara. That was just a cool moment th- Watching to Vaughn just be sleep. around him. Like You are like... It was almost like a rock god had just had this like amazing concert and you were seeing like this like aura around him, you know, and like Vaughn was already a big deal, but when he became Super Bowl MVP, he became like a household name. He was no longer just like a really good defensive player in the NFL. He became like sort of everybody knew yeah, him. He of did Dancing with the Stars, he did all this stuff and like everybody knew him. It was cool to just be like that Super Bowl 50 MVP and like you knew that his like life was going to be completely different after that moment just getting that second to breathe there with him on that bus was pretty cool yeah so that was a favorite moment here so anyway we got eight minutes left uh, on this show here it's flying we're uh, we are uh, live at Breckenridge Brewery off of Brewery Lane in Santa Fe you forgot to mention that it's a farmhouse it is we're trying to make a farm home we're trying to make it a farm home uh, we're out here in Littleton in uh, the Denver metro area every Monday from 6 to 7. Stop by, have a beer, say hello. 
Eric, what are we drinking here tonight? Yeah, I think this is a juicy IPA. Yeah, it's pretty juicy. This is juicy. probably my favorite. Yeah, it's nice. It's sort of a summery time, Ooh. I would say, but it's very good. We're inside today because inside. it's a little chilly. I think we'll and be no inside the rest of the season. Yes. Eric, uh, we've gone uh, almost 55 minutes here because we started right at 6 o'clock. Yep. Uh, we haven't even talked about the game. Uh, just your general thoughts oh, on... Uh, what game? Oh, the Broncos Washington. beat Washington yeah. 17-10. to 10. True. Um, one of those wins that you come out and you're like, doesn't necessarily feel like a win yeah. because of how it happened. Yeah. Um, the defense, I thought, played pretty well. They gave up some plays but made stops when they needed to. Even if those two field goals go in that they blocked, you've still only given up 16 points. Um, you make you make some key stops at the end. I don't know what happened on offense there on that second on that final drive. Vic well, Fangio. Javante fumbles, right? Then they have the incompletion. incompletion. You would think after Javante fumbled that it would be like in the huddle, right? Hey, no matter what happens here, we got to protect the football. I mean, that's what happens when you're when you're on a losing streak. It feels like everything conspires against yeah. you to make you keep losing. I was doing the postgame show with Todd Davis. Yeah. I was uh, in the green room getting the hair perfection. Of course. I was like, I was like, the Broncos got this. It's in the bank, okay? Yeah. I got to make sure that the hair is in the bank. Yeah. I'm getting it sculpted perfectly here. And all of a sudden, I hear Todd Davis screaming. <laughs> and I was like, what? what is he so riled up about? I come running out, and Melvin has fumbled the football. Wow. I could you not never believe. leave before the game ends. No. You know what it kind of reminded me of? What? Uh, that play in uh, uh, Kansas City where... Jamal Charles. Yeah, Jamal Charles fumbles. On that play, they Broncos scoop and score and win. Kudos to the Broncos defense for sticking in or there. Go to, they go to overtime. Standing in there, getting another stop. That was impressive. Um, offensively, I guess my, my thought is that... They win that game or they go to overtime? I kind of forgot. That won the game. That won the game. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. going to go to overtime. Oh, that's what it was. They were running it and out. That won the game. That's right. That's right. Bradley Roby picks it up. Yeah, scoop yeah. scored. Tutty. Yeah. Last win over Kansas City. Yes. Maybe this season things will change. That's, that's Kansas City currently playing on Monday Night Football. Makes me grumpy. Um, offensively, it's just it confuses me. You know, sometimes I get confused. Sometimes you have, you, when you think about it, yeah, yeah, you have two drives that are really good drives. Really good. Two touchdowns, 138 yards. You're moving the ball. You're three of three on third down. You're making. You're hitting big plays. You know, your your guys are hanging in there. Teddy's playing well. And then the rest of the game, you just can't get anything going. And it's it's not because of a lack of good plays, Phil. I mean, I think I can't quite remember the stat, but I think the Broncos were, like, inside. We're at the 30-yard line yeah. of Washington, like, couple of th- negative plays killed three them. times or something like that. And then sack, penalty, yeah. sack, penalty. I mean, that game, the worst things happened at the worst. They had, yeah. a, they had a first and 10 at the Washington 30, ended up with a third and 29. I know, it's out crazy. Out when they had a punt. Yeah. I mean, so you can look at it two ways. You can be like, Broncos offense only scored 17 points. They only had two real drives. They can't get it together. Too many negative plays. Or you can view it as, like, really close here. Can we just can we just have a game where, where we're clean? But yeah. I do think when I look at yesterday, nice to get back in the win column. You're going to have to play a lot better to even have a chance in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, that one drive right before halftime, uh, Teddy finds Albert O, 19-yard gain. The very next play, after the two-minute warning, 
boom, finds Tim Patrick, 19-yard play. Then the very next play, it's Melvin Gordon, touchdown. It's like they get into this groove, and they they look really good on offense. It's just uh, they can't find that all the time for some reason. Or like the touchdown drive uh, where Melvin ran it in, they converted on some big third downs. Yeah. You know, and uh, you're just like, why can't we see this on a consistent basis? I think with Jerry back, he's going to get more and more comfortable. Yeah. He, I mean, a critical play. You would call it an incredible play. I just call it a critical play. Uh, 18-yard catch on third and eight on the go-ahead touchdown drive. He's going to keep making those types of uh, contributions. Yeah, I mean, that's what Jerry Judy does. He cooks. That's what he does. Yeah. And then Albert O coming back. I mean, he he's performing like the best tight end on the roster right now. Oh, Eric. Dun, 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 dun. Breaking news that's, from that's, uh, the Breckenridge Brewery. That's all. That's all. I'm, saying, I'm not saying he's more talented. I'm saying he is performing like mm. the best okay, tight end so, right uh, now. Noah Fan had another uh, false start, right? He did. He had a penalty. He some, got uh, beat on a on a one. Of the, I think the first sack of Teddy guy went right by him, which I will not blame on Noah Fan. You've got to know that Noah Fan is not the world's best blocker. Yeah, you was that Landon Collins coming off no, the side there? It was. It was not. Um, it was not Landon Collins. No, Landon one Collins. Play, Landon right Collins had middle, a really right nice up the middle. Sack. Yeah, but no, no one was trying to block How his guy off the to edge. Play you're talking about in your head. I'm talking about the play where no fan gave up a sack. That's how you're supposed to know. That that to me is on the play call. You got to know that you need someone to help Noah fan yeah. out, and you can't trust. He's him. So just there. That's, to not, chip. that's not on Noah. But I will say, Albert, when o, Noah Albert o breaks has been breaking tackles, which to me is what we were so used to Noah doing last yep. year, the year before. For whatever reason, hasn't really done that this when, year. When Noah is not a big part of the Broncos' passing game, it tends to just overall not be a great game for yeah. him. That that's just an observation there. Right. When he is a part of the passing game, great. He's really locked in, and he's got to find game. that happy medium. Yeah. He just needs to catch a few passes, maybe early in the game, get it going, you and know, then he's more locked in the rest. You of the know game. who like always has a happy medium is Tim Patrick. Yeah. Tim Patrick has some big games every now and then. He'll go yeah. for 100 yards. He'll catch a touchdown. Well, he doesn't drop any passes. But when he doesn't have, like, a 100-yard game, yeah. he's still got 40-something yards. He's still right in there. Uh, let's get to a couple of things here. Yeah. Uh, just remember, Vaughn will retire a Bronco. All hail the king, Ryan McAdams. I think Vaughn – Good to know that. Something crazy would happen. Like, Vaughn would have to play a long – like five more years and win two Super Bowls and win two more Super Bowl MVPs. It would have to be crazy for him to be it would remembered. Have to be as like a crazy, like Bruce Smith type ending to his. He'd career. have to like come to a different team, play right. four years, like win a Reggie White, win Comeback Player of the Year, win MVP, yeah, win a Super Bowl, go to another Super Bowl, set the all-time single season touchdown uh, sack have. record. I mean, see I what, wish I, did? See what success, I did there. But yeah, I, I, Peyton. Huh? Peyton. Oh, Peyton. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah. Uh, Zaptoot says it's fun Zaptoot. to hear Phil, F-I-L. Oh, God. No that is, is a no fan is. of the neutral zone. No one has ever okay. said that it's fun to hear Phil. Okay. Uh, uh, say brewery. How do you say that word, Eric? Brewery. brewery Lane. Brewery Lane. Yeah. It's Breckenridge Brewery. brewery. Farm, Farm Home. Uh, Farm Home. Yeah. Farm Home. And it's off of Santa Fe and Brewery, brewery Lane. Lane. Yep. On uh, the light is much better this week. Great job, coordinator. 
I think that's Roya. all Roya. Shout out to Roya. That's all Roya, I think. Uh, Dave says, uh, I'm okay with the trade for Vaughn. He deserves another ring. I will say that's an interesting uh, he element. did go to a, a very desirable location. So Yeah. Uh, this, I think there's something to be said for, for that for Vaughn. You know, like yeah. you want to do right by the player. It's not like they shipped him to a bad team. No, I think that they did. Not that they, not that a bad team would trade and, for him. Uh, one last comment I wanted to make is that uh, you talk about no more Super Bowl Fifty sort of hangover. You know, Brandon McManus. Brandon McManus is the only player left yep. uh, from that team. But I will say, this does this feel like okay? There's been a couple of well, there's been a lot of these types of days. I will say for Broncos country, okay, um, when they said goodbye to Akib Talib, they traded him to uh, a contender. They helped him out. When they said goodbye to Demarius Thomas, they sent that's him a, to Houston. That's Houston better, was making a run. Okay, that's a better comparison. When they said goodbye to Chris Harris Jr., yep, that that was a day that felt like this. Uh, I remember the day that Emmanuel Sanders left. Uh, he was traded to a contender. Uh, and I remember him saying goodbye in the middle of practice yeah. to a bunch of guys. To, to me, There's, this is – you've got Demarius, Demarius and Chris, like, Tier 2, Vaughn, Vaughn tier, tier 1, one. and, like, Emmanuel and Akib Tier 3. Ooh, wow. Well, they came here – they weren't. They didn't spend okay. their whole career here. Yeah, yeah. Demarius okay, and Chris grew different. up here. Vaughn grew yeah. up here and is – It's a little different. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But uh, this does feel like sort of the end of that era of players. It is. Yeah. Uh, Eric, I think it's uh, time to say goodbye, but before we do, I would be uh, remiss to not mention our dear friend Tom Agnetti. He is, uh, what would you say, he is a neutral zone super fan? Perhaps the biggest fan. He's probably the biggest fan. Him and his wife came out to the game from Delaware, flew out, had a nice experience at the game. Uh, his wife is a Washington fan, okay? He is a diehard Broncos fan. Broncos got the win. He's got a little bit of bragging rights. Yep. Okay. And then they extend their trip an extra day just to make it out here uh, and be a part of the live audience here at Breckenridge Brewery uh, so that he could see how the neutral zone zone gets done in person, a little behind the scenes for him. And uh, we just want to thank Tom and his wife for coming out. So that's a true supporter of the show. And he's here. He's watching on YouTube while he's eating with his family. <laughs> so uh, that's that's pretty big time. So we appreciate that. Yeah. He was wearing the sticker, Eric. So that's that's yeah. pretty cool. I will say this is the sticker. So uh, just want to thank Tom uh, and his wife. His wife puts up with a lot. Let's yeah, just she's that. the re- real hero, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that she's the real hero. And now she's got to deal with the bragging rights because that's the last true. time the Broncos in Washington played, they went to that game uh, in D.C. Case Keenum. Uh, no, I think it was Brock Osweiler. Oh, we talked about this. Yeah, yeah we already I'm talked wrong. about it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Washington won that game on Christmas Eve. She's had bragging rights. Now uh, the tables have turned. That's right. And depending on how the uh, schedule works out, they might not play for another four years. So yeah, that's a yeah. lot of bragging rights for Tom. I think the only way it would have to be that new 17th game, right? Yes, Where they would have to play finish the, the same, the same uh, finisher in the NFC in their East. division. Yeah. yeah, and then the Broncos or the AFC West would have to play uh, the NFC East. So but we don't. That's a little a advanced even for me. <laughs> I and love you, the schedule. You love the schedule, yeah. So uh, so I know we got a, a lot to get to uh, there uh, on this episode of the Neutral Zone. The Broncos got a big game coming up against Dallas. 
They do. Okay. We'll talk about we'll that talk on Thursday. We'll talk about that on Thursday. Uh, hopefully, uh, you'll be a part of that episode. If you'd like to be uh, on that edition of the Neutral Zone, 707-NEUTRAL. That's right. Just call, leave a voicemail, and uh, and uh, <laughs> I can see Tom and his <laughs> wife over there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 707-NEUTRAL, leave a voicemail. You'll be a part of that episode. Okay? That's right. Uh, if you want to, you can leave an email. Leave an email, neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. We'll read it on the Thursday show. Also, if request a address, sticker if you send an address. Sticker. Yeah. I'm a little, we're a little backed up on the stickers. Yeah. We gotta We've been busy. Out. We've done a lot We've of work lot. today. Yeah, so we got to get those out. We'll get those out, we promise. Uh, or you can hit us up on Twitter, at Eric Dalala. With an A. With an A. No more Vaughn quotes coming from that account kind of sad uh at phil milani with a ph non-traditional spellings right f-i-l f-i-l so or you could just uh if you're watching on youtube go ahead and smash that subscribe button leave a comment and we read all the comments that's right we do especially if it's about our sweaters or our hair the two most important parts right of of the neutral zone yeah yeah it's really it's a podcast about the broncos but it's really about hair it's about us yeah yeah so, Phil, I, w- I will say before you close okay, it. Okay, yes, sir. We uh, normally only we do this after wins. We haven't had a win in a long time. Oh yeah, a we cheers. do it. We do a cheers. Yeah, this one has to I be. Think, I think Devon. I think cheers Devon. Cheers Devon. Cheers Devon. I'll, I'll drink Devon. That Breckenridge beer tastes so delicious. <laughs> wow, I love it. <laughs> if the Rams are in the Super Bowl, are you cheering for Vaughn and the Rams? I think so. I think so. They don't really have any, like, villains that you don't like. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey is kind of a villain. That's true. But an NFC team, uh, you know, there's not that same sort of vitriol for them. Yeah. If are they the, are they the to, number like, one team that you're rooting for this year outside of the Broncos? I don't really root for any other team. So, so yeah. <laughs> yes, I guess so, yeah. Okay. I don't think I'll be rooting for them, but I root for Vaughn. Yeah. That's because I got a personal relationship there. I always root for my guys. That's right. Yeah, I root for my guys. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I work for the Broncos. Do you think I'll still get invited to the Pass Rush Summit? <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about that. How many I, have you gone I've to? I've been to a lot of Pass Rush. Yeah. I think three. One yeah. in Branson, Missouri. You went to Missouri. Yeah, you. Missouri. I think you had a terrible. Had a, you were in an accident and you had, had a back, a back injury. injury. I drove through a cave with Vaughn in a golf cart. I mean, yeah. did it in Vegas. I'll see Vaughn again. Uh, before we go, Mark wants to know where's a barking dog. Mark, you uh, silly guy. Eric, you We're inside. No dogs inside. No dogs inside. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I, the dog's not outside right now. Just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I hope right. not. I hope not. It's pretty chilly. So, anyway, we'll be back on Thursday to break down the Broncos and Cowboys heading to Jerry World. Big game coming up next Sunday. We'll have that on Thursday's episode. Until then, for Eric Dalala, I'm Phil Milani. You've been listening to. The The Neutral neutral zone. Zone.